Hello, beautiful people. I wanted to talk to you a little bit about biblical homemaking and homemaking as a ministry today. I think it's a very important topic and I made a few notes on specific Bible verses that I want to read out to you. So if you see me looking to the side and on audio, you won't see me looking, but you know, if there's a pause, I'm probably reading my Bible verses. So um, a few things I firstly wanted to share with you is our homes, our where our families come together, is supposed to be a sacred safe space and it's supposed to be the eye in the storm of the world so when everything is going crazy outside of your household things with hubby and work things with the kids maybe friends school extramurals family anything else world situations anything else that is going on outside of your home your home should be a refuge in the midst of it your home should be a safe space in the midst of all of that your home should be the place where they can come and feel loved and feel safe and feel comfortable and feel replenished. Your home should be that place. So how do we practically um, handle our homes, homemaking as a ministry? The key, I think, is not to try and make it perfect, but to focus more on the feeling of your home. Does your home feel comfortable? Does your home feel like people can come there with an open door and your heart will be open to receive them and they can come and renew their souls? They can come and replenish your souls. Is your home a place that feels Bible-based and influenced? The peace that the Bible tells us that we should be carrying around with us, the fact that we should be salt and light for this earth, is your home reflecting that? So do you have scripture up on the wall and things? Do you um, have comfortable little touches? Do you take care in the things that you do? Now, this doesn't mean that it should be perfect. This does not mean that your home should be um, polished and super clean and super neat and people are afraid to touch anything. That should not be the case. Your home should just simply be a place where people feel at home, where anybody, the stranger or a far of relative or a person who just needs a shoulder to crown will feel comfortable walking into and bearing their soul. Uh, so a few verses that I wanted to walk through are firstly Proverbs 31 31 which says give her of the fruit of her hands and let her own works praise her in the gates. This is one well all of these we worked through in our Bible study last week and for us, what stood out with this specifically was giver of the fruit of her hands doesn't necessarily mean money. It doesn't, because I mean, which homemaker gets paid in money? We don't, right? We get paid in a, a, a home full of shalom, a home full of peace, a happy home, happy kids, um, a feeling of um, fulfillment in our homes. That is what we get paid with, right? So the next verse that I wanted to go through with you is Genesis 2.18. Then the Lord said, it is not good that um, man should be alone. I will make a helper fit for him. That is important because our jobs as mums and wives and homemakers is not to be in charge of everything. We shouldn't be in charge of everything. Um, we are made though to be helpers. We are made to be helpmeets for our husbands. And how can we help our husbands? That would look different maybe in your family, but for my family that means helping out with, I'm very grateful, my hubby cooks 
beautifully. But my job is to make sure the meat is taken out um, in time to defrost, to do some meal prep, to make sure everything is ready and clean and set up when he's done working to start with supper. Um, my job is to make sure that his work area is nice and tidy and clean. Um, I help him by taking him beverages and food and things while he's working and snacks. Uh, I make sure that the kids are well behaved. So when we do school, if he has meetings, we do school outside, we do school somewhere else to make sure that we don't intrude on his work. And when I have work, he does the same for me. So he'll take the kiddies on nature walks when I'm busy working, which is wonderful. So we help each other. It's not an I do everything or he does everything. It's a balance. It's a it's a dance. Um, we work together to keep the home running smoothly. And that's very important. Then Titus 2, verse 1 to 5 says, so train young women. This is now speaking to the older ladies, not necessarily older in age, but older in faith too, uh, where it says, and so train the young women to love their husbands and their children to be self-controlled, pure, working at home, kind and submissive to their own husbands, that the word of God may not be reviled. So there's a few things in there. Let's break them down a little bit. Firstly, um, to love their husbands and children. I mean, we would kind of think, okay, automatically, if you're a mother, you love your husband and kids. The thing is, do you love them unconditionally? Do you respect them? Do you, with your children, love them enough to reprimand them? Remember, love is deeper than just, oh, they're so cute. I love them so much. Love is through thick and thin. Love is even when your kids are acting up and fighting the whole day and you had a rough night's sleep last night. And to still step into that space of love, to still show them love and to still show compassion. Likewise with your husband. If you had a fight with your husband recently, do you make up or do you keep throwing it in his face? Or do you punish him by not doing his washing? Or do you do petty things? Or do you love at all times, which is the most important thing? The next one is to be self-controlled. I still struggle with this one at times because mom sets the tone for the rest of the family. So if you are frazzled, if you're freaking out, if you are not taking care of yourself and you're turning into a shouty mommy on a daily basis, your family is not going to be happy. Your kids are not going to be happy. So we set the tone for our families. Be self-controlled. Don't do the whole freak out thing. Do rather do the count to 10 and then respond in a calm, peaceful manner thing and reprimand the children appropriately and punish them appropriately and reward them appropriately. Don't do things in anger. Don't do things out of your own flesh. Don't do things out of your own human nature where you want to, your automatic response is to react emotionally. We need to stop doing that. As a woman, we all need to work on it because I know I've been there for many years. I've been there. Don't do it. Then um, peer, so blameless. Don't go around flirting. Don't go and gossip. Don't go and give yourself, your husband, your household, and in the end, your heavenly father, a bad name with your conduct. And working at home, that one is important for me because I do believe in seasons of our lives, us as ladies, as mums, as working mums, should also provide financially for our families. Going back to the Proverbs 31 woman again, there was a season in her life where she was working. I think it's important. 
Um, not maybe at all times, but there are times when we should be working. And I believe it's vitally important. It's on the same level of importance in that season as schooling our children. Because I believe our biggest commission is given to us where it says in Deuteronomy, teach these things to your children. Teach them diligently to your children. We'll get to that full verse now. now. Um, where it's important to be working from home. So to find a job that you can do from home, to work while you are schooling your children, while you are in charge of your household, while you don't let things slip in that area. Because first and foremost, our duty is as homemakers. Sometimes it's also as working women, but we need to find a way to combine those two and to make both work together. And then submissive to their own husbands. Don't be submissive to other men. Be submissive to your own husband. Look at what your own husband needs. Work with his need. And don't listen too much to the opinions of other people and what they think you should be doing or how your household should be run. Because in the end, your family counts the most. And the fact that your family is happy is the most important. And remember, everything that you do, the home that you keep, and again, I'm not talking about everything being spotless and being able to lick off the floors. I do mean... <laughs> We shouldn't be licking our floors. Um, <laughs> I do mean the general feeling of your home. Is it inviting? Can your husband invite friends over and you know that your house is in a state of order that your husband won't be ashamed to invite people over? Is your home glorifying your heavenly father? It's a big question, right? So think about that. Then the next one is Acts 16, 14, where it says, um, it talks a little bit about a woman named Lydia. One who uh, heard from us was a woman named Lydia in the city of Tiara. Probably pronounced that completely wrong. A seller of purple goods who was a worshipper of God. The Lord opened her heart to pay attention to what was said by Paul. And then it speaks about she invited them into her house. So that also told us two things. She was probably married. We don't know for certain, but we believe she was married because she wouldn't have invited random men into her home if she wasn't, probably. Um, and then the other thing was she was a seller of purple goods. So she was a businesswoman. And then it also tells us that um, she was a big part of the church. She was a big part of what they were doing. And she opened her home. That, for me, is the hello, dearest. He says hello. Um, the biggest part. Thank you. <laughs> Delightful photo bomb. Thank you. Um, so the. <laughs> Thank you, dearest. The big thing that I want to uh, talk to you about there is she invited them into her home. So it's, it's a case of when the spirit leads you, when there is a need, when people are in need of you, in need of a cup of coffee, a shoulder to lean on, a comforting word. Don't wait until your home is perfect because then you won't ever invite people in. Invite them in. And just stand in that gap. Listen to the, to the um, leading of the Holy Spirit, of the Ruach HaKadosh. Don't wait until the time's perfect to actually act upon that. And then 1 Timothy 5.8 says, um, but if anyone does not provide for his relatives and especially for the members of his household, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. Don't get so caught up in looking after everybody else, doing the church bake sales and looking after the poor and baking muffins for the needy or whatever. But focus on your own household first. Focus on your own family first. Make sure that your people are taken care of. When it comes to clothes, food, mental 
um, the emotional uh, needs, everything else. Make sure that your family is taken care of first. Spend your energy there first. Take and spend your time there first. Then Luke 16.10 says, one who is faithful in very little is also faithful in much, and one who is dishonest in very little is also dishonest in much. This for me speaks about finances, speaks about money. Don't misspend your money, your hard-earned money and your husband's hard-earned money. Spend it wisely and invest it decently and make sure that what you are spending your money on is worthwhile. Then also, um, when we are faithful with little, we will be faithful in much. So we will get, be given more to be stewards of. So if you are a good steward of your home, physically your home, if you keep it neat and tidy, if you take care of your things, you will have more things. And Father will bless you with more is what I've found. So when you're faithful with little, you will be faithful in much. And you, you prove yourself to be trustworthy. Deuteronomy 6, 5 until 9 is what I was speaking about previously. That says, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might. And these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise up. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be a frontlet between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. Again, your home is a safe spot. Your home is a sacred spot. Your home is under the protection of the Most High God. Your home is your safe space. Your home is your ministry. Your home is the place where you teach your kids, where you teach others, where you create a comforting atmosphere and when you... And, and where you um, bring the word of God, the good news, the, the word of Yahweh is spread through your home and your ministry and the way that you keep your home and the way that you speak to people and the way that you deal with people and the way that you raise your kids up. Because your kids are also going to go out into the world and teach others what they know. So if you teach them well, if you bring them up in a morally upright way, and if you teach them schoolwork and other work, if you teach them to be good citizens and if you teach them to be good people, they're going to make a difference out in the world. And we are on our last verse that I wanted to go through with you. It says Philippians 4.19, and my God will supply every need of yours according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Okay, we don't use, I say sure, it's okay if you say Jesus, I'm not going to judge you for that. Um, every need, the point is, our Almighty Father will supply everything that you need. We pray every day, give us this day our daily bread. That doesn't mean only physical bread. Yeah, that's great. But it also means everything else that you need. Mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually, um, everything. Everything that you need will be richly supplied for you by your Heavenly Father. And we only need to ask. He's there. He's listening to us. He's waiting for us to come to him with our troubles. So if you're having difficulty in your home management, if you're having difficulty with the kids and their discipline, if you're having difficulty with school, if you're having difficulty emotionally with yourself, you feel like you're burning out and you just can't get stuff done, go to your father, go to your source, go to the one who made you, created you to be who you are and talk to him. Bring to his feet. We need to all sometimes remember the story of Mary and Martha, where 
Martha was so busy in the kitchen doing all the things where Mary was sitting at the feet of Yeshua. She was listening to a teaching. She was spending time with him. Sometimes we need to leave the dishes. We need to leave the stuff that needs to get done because there's, there's always a list of stuff to do. Sometimes we need to just leave that and spend time in the Word, spend time at Abba's feet, spend time just replenishing our strength, getting our strength from our source, not from ourselves. It doesn't come from there, it comes from there. It comes from our Heavenly Father. Yes, from our source. We need to go to the source. And I'm going to put this in here. If you feel, throughout this video, at the end, if you feel like you need help, with your homeschool, with your home management, with just keeping things running smoothly. I help biblical, Bible-believing mums step into their full God-given roles as wives, homemakers, teachers, and as um, homeschooling mums. If you need help, let me know. I'm going to drop my meeting bird link in the in the description book your free consultation let's see if you would find any use in my services let's see if i can help you and if we can't walk this road together for whichever reason you still get some good advice so don't leave it off do it today sorry about the chicken plucking in the background <laughs> do it today let's see how i can help you and remember your home is a ministry your homemaking is a ministry even though it feels like you're doing the same stuff day in and day out and it makes no real difference, it does. In the lives of your family, in the lives of those close to you, it makes a massive difference. So don't ever think that the job that you are doing is small and insignificant because it isn't. It will, it's a job given to you by, the heaven, by our Heavenly Father and you are doing a great job. Well done.